Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios, COG Studios, right here on Thursday, May 9th. Getting you ready for the LA Galaxy's game against New York City coming up on Saturday at 1 p.m. kickoff time. We're going to talk about that. But of course, the Galaxy just coming off a 3-1 loss to the Columbus Crew midweek, having lost at the Red Bulls last Saturday. So a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things to dissect. We're going to go over that Columbus game. We're going to get you ready for that New York City game, and we're going to fill you in on all the LA Galaxy news as it happens as well. And to help me do that, it is the man who is not on Twitter, although he's 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 thinking about being on Twitter. He's he's talk he's talking himself into it. I I don't want it to happen, quite honestly. But it is Mr. Larry Morgan for the moment, at least, not on Twitter. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Good, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it, but it's almost like a badge of honor now. Like wherever I walk at uh, Dignity Hill Sports Park, people drive by and go, "When are you going to get on Twitter?" Yeah, Larry Morgan on Twitter. So I don't know. I I might not, but I'm kind of. You know, maybe. Leaning, I'm kind of leaning a little bit, but uh, I'm going to have to take some convincing, perhaps maybe after a six-pack or something. Yeah, I don't know. I was, of, of, yeah. of soda, of yeah. course. Yeah, the soda, sure. Uh, yeah. Water, water. Water, yeah, something like that. No, I And mean, I'm, I must say, every time I come here, uh-huh. I can't help but have to look at that picture of Robbie Keane, who has this look that could kill and just daring us to do something stupid. And Robbie will try to... We'll, we'll, we'll try to behave ourselves. I was going to say, no, we'll definitely do something stupid. That's yeah. how it'll and work. And that is, that is a scary look, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, it's intense is what it is. It's yeah. just, it's focused. It's what it always is. The so. ultimate alpha male. Uh, if you're playing along in the chat room on this one, and again, I always encourage you, if you haven't listened to our live show, which I listen, I get it. The majority of people listen on the podcast. That's I get it. No problems. And we appreciate that. And we're glad that you do. But if you haven't listened to a live show and joined the chat room, then you're missing out a little bit. Currently, the question of the day in the chat room is, if you were starting a brand new team this is from larry morgan not on twitter if you were starting a brand new team who would you rather have on it jonathan dos santos or zlatan ibrahimovic in their current state granted you would you would make sure that jonathan dos santos is healthy but as they currently are you can't go back 10 years and get Zlatan because then the answer is zlatan you know kind of easily um but there are people who are picking Jonathan Dos Santos in the chat room, which I tip my cap to, cap to all of you. There are there are good, I mean, not good. There are great arguments either way. You can't go wrong either way. You know, my you know, having been around sports for such a long time, championship championship teams start with defense. If the other team can't score on you, they aren't going to beat you. Well, and of course, if you can't score goals at Galaxy, you aren't going to win many games either. Right. But it's hard to bypass a guy who is without question one of the greatest goal scorers in this game's history and just recently or last year had his 500th career goal. But again, I'm I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's uh it's I don't a, know it's who a good I question. go for. It is. Because I said Josh, I, I always have good questions. Yeah, and you're always right too. Actually, the <laughs> amount of times that Larry is right um is shocking. I mean, you wouldn't think a man at his advanced age would be able to to sort of grasp some of these newer concepts. But I've always told you in the press box, never doubt my observations. Uh, right. How many times have I been wrong? Not, not very many. Not very Especially many. when it comes to injuries, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, yeah as we go. All right, LA Galaxy get uh, dismantled by the Columbus Crew midweek. Uh, a 3-1 to one loss. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you just straight, straight up, and, and I know I've been getting some some blowback on Twitter, um, some some blowback in different areas, but you know what that Galaxy team looked like, Larry? That Galaxy team looked tired. That is exactly what they looked like, and they looked no tired question. in the second half against the New York Red Bulls as well. So I'm not really sure that we're surprised that they were tired X number of days, four or five days later, uh, whenever they're going to play Columbus. Well, and if they think they were tired at that last game last night, imagine how they're going to feel this this weekend, two days between games, long trip back from Columbus, uh, if they think they were weary against the crew, oh boy! I mean, they better take, they better drink plenty of coffee before Saturday's game, or some pep pills, or something, or, or plenty of Red Bull. Or all, Red Bull all that, I don't know. All that herbal life. Yes, they need to herbal, take all the herbal life. Exactly, herbal life. That's that's what they need. Um, so you look at the starting lineup, and I had, as well as Kevin, uh, the panda himself, had anticipated some 
team rotation, Larry. We had anticipated something going on. You wanted to rotate this team because you knew they were tired and you saw they were tired against New York in the second half and you knew they weren't going to be able to put their legs in. So you wanted some team rotation and you got none outside of one, which I agree with and I disagree with You know, a lot of the other things here. Here's the deal. And you have to wonder if that is going to bite them, you know where in this weekend. Yeah, com- coming on Saturday, because exactly. now now you're almost forced to be team rotated on Saturday. Exactly. When if you would have rotated on Wednesday, now now listen, there was there were I was of two minds, and maybe you know Guillermo was of two minds. You had a chance at first place. Um, you and had you were a, coming off a loss. You were coming off a loss. You wanted to get back in it, and so you sit there and say, okay, can my guys give me another ninety minutes? And you look at the guys and. And we have to go back even further because if you look at Guillermo Barrasclota and his substitutions and his rotation and, and stuff he's done, Larry, his substitutions have come late in the game. So most guys get, you know, at least 65, 70 minutes before they're ever thinking of the subs. Most of the subs will come at 80, you know, 75 to 80 minutes. And Guillermo didn't always use all of his three subs either. So he's one of these guys who really likes his starting lineup, but he's now ridden them to a point that they look like they're breaking. I mean, you you can see it in the way that they played these last two games. They're just, it's been one thing when the Galaxy have won and played poorly. You saw what you could look at and say, okay, there were some really good things that happened in this game and there were some moments of domination, Larry. You could say all of these things when you're looking at what the Galaxy have been able to do in their wins at home and, and their other wins that they've had. You've, you've seen it. But then... What you saw against New York was you saw a team that looked fragmented and dismantled. It wasn't the same, oh, they're not playing well. It wasn't that they weren't finishing chances and they were they, they didn't play well. I still think they outplayed New York and probably got a raw deal in that. But then you look at Columbus where they did not play better than Columbus, even though they had most of the possession and they had most of the possession to start that game. Um, so I would have looked at more rotation. Especially on the back line. Why didn't he use Giancarlo Gonzalez? Yeah. Um, why didn't he use Araujo? Um, Triori is the one that yeah. I, I... So if The back you, line looked a little weary I, as the game went on. If you were going to sit there, and, and I think I argued this in my preview and sort of looked at it, and I talked about squad rotation and, and sort of what I anticipated would be happen, um, you look at... Triori had cramps at the end of the Red Bull game. So you sit there and go, okay, you know he's tired. His body's breaking down a little bit. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of travel. None of that stuff is easy. Okay, cool. So in the Columbus game, I would have started Shelvick. So they did, they did start Shelvick. I can't... Shelvick shouldn't have been tired. He had the last two games off. So there was no tiredness from him. Um, so that But was, he looked tired. But he looked tired. And that was, uh, you know, that's a product of how the Galaxy played as well. So uh, there. But you look at Araujo. Now, Araujo and Triori were not on the team sheet. Uh, they were not in the 18-man roster. And I talked to the LA Galaxy, and they confirmed to me that both are fit, there are no injuries, and that both were available for selection, and Guillermo did not pick them. So that means that is a coach's decision, that he didn't have either of those even on the bench. The dreaded CD. Yes, it's the coach's decision. Um, you know, I would have rotated out Steres and put in Gonzalez, as you have talked about. And the the reason is Dan Steres has played every minute of every game this year. He is one of only three players. It, it was three. Now it's only two. And he's been their best defender without question, in and, my opinion. And he has been. But it's just, it's it's t- it's getting old. It's, it's, it's not that it's getting old. It's just that you spent a bunch of money for Gonzalez. You had the ability. Everybody trusts that Gonzalez can fit into that role, Larry. To me, you sit there and say, give, even if you aren't in the position to say, hey, Dan, you're never going to play another game again. Even if you can just say, hey, Gonzalez, Pipo's going to come in here and play for you this game, and you're going to get it back. This is nothing. I want to give you a break. You've earned it. Let's do this. Right? And so you could have done that. Um, and if you didn't sub him out for Steris, why not for Polenta, who we also agreed was tired. Looked tired. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, out of those guys, uh, I thought Polenta had the worst game. I thought Dan Stairs had the best game probably of any Galaxy player that was out there. Two two sliding tackles really saved goals in that game. And he scored a goal. He scored uh, a he's, goal. He's, he's, he's chasing down Zlatan Ibrahimovic for the LA Galaxy. Giving him a run for his money. So, I mean, that's where you're looking at. If they were going to rotate, the only places they had available really to rotate and still... I think still like for like was on the defense. You could have, you did bring Shelvick in. You could have brought Gonzalez in in place of Polenta or Steras, and you could have brought Araujo in unless he's injured and the Galaxy aren't telling us the truth. Um, he has not been in on a team sheet since he got injured against Minnesota. 
So that leads me to believe that there's something more to this, even though I'm told he's 100% fit, and Guillermo told us he was 100% the fit. The galaxy is not being forthcoming. I, Josh, I are you kidding? Now, this this is news. This is definitely big news. So, so we always talk about, and I've asked people, you know, some people, I've asked fans, I'm, hey, are, do you guys care if the galaxy give you accurate injury information? And they're like, eh, you know, if it's for competitive advantage, we don't care. I get that. But this is where it hurts you, in my opinion, the most, is that they're telling me everybody's fit, but I don't believe them because I don't believe you whenever you tell me some of the stuff. It's just, I would have expected Araujo to be on the bench because he would have been a good play person to bring in in this game. If you Felcher was tired, you could have brought Araujo in. Now, Romney was on the bench. You could have brought him in on the left-hand side for Shelvick. That didn't happen. I am, the only places you could have rotated for me was on the defensive line because if you look anywhere else you're not going to sit Jonathan Dos Santos even though he's played every minute of every game up until the point where he got injured in this Columbus game. Uh, you're not going to replace Joe Corona because... Although the, they did and he was not happy. He wasn't happy but the game was over by the time this was happening too. So I mean Joe comes out you 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 have to start him you're going to start Legette, even though I think Legette has been missing in action probably the last two or three games. You're going to start because the drop offs to those guys are so huge. So to the guy, next guys in line are, are gigantic. And we all know that the Galaxy are, are fairly limited in what they can do on the wings right now with Pontius and Antuna. You're going to start those guys. So you're going to start. So even the rotation that you would have made would have been really rotating the defense. A defense that has now given up six goals in the last two games and had given up eight goals. In, in the, the first, first nine, nine games. games. Yeah. Um, so that would be the only place. Is the defense, now in my opinion, is the defense starting to get tired? Yes, I think it is. And and this is where you get people who are saying, oh, it's 11 games in the season. How could the Galaxy possibly be tired? And it's like there's a limit to human physicality and what you're able to do. Whenever these guys are running, you know, X number of miles, 12 miles in a game, I, I guarantee you Jonathan Dos Santos is running 10 plus miles every single game. You need time to rest. And if you get the proper time to rest, you can come back and play again and again and again. Playing two games back-to-back -back within a four-day span, it's tough. You can do it, but it's, it's tough. It's tough in any sport. The Galaxy had already played a midweek game against that Minnesota game in Minnesota and then come back and then got a week off. So you're already messing with that schedule in terms of their recovery. And yes, they had a whole week off, and so you're sort of like, okay, they have a whole week off against New York. You'd expect them to come out with a little more energy, and they didn't, even though I think they outplayed New York. There were some gaps. There were some problems. But it's really, you're seeing the most fatigue in the center of the field. To me, it's Corona, and it was Jonathan Dos Santos who were showing the most fatigue until this game. And then in this game, you come in, and you certainly see it from Felcher. Uh, you saw it from Jonathan Dos Santos. You saw it from Corona. You saw it from, I think, Antuna was tired, although he was less tired than a lot of people. Uh, Ibrahimovic looked tired. This is... It's not an excuse. It's a reason. You, you can look at this stuff and say, why didn't they play well? Well, to start with, they were tired. And you could tell from the moment they kicked off, they were tired. But as we said earlier, if they think they were tired after this last game... It's 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 going to be a oh shock. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, I can just imagine how they're going to play this weekend. And, and there's I, no truth to the rumor that the Galaxy of Vasta had the game pushed back to Sunday. There's yeah, no truth gonna, to that. I was Although say, I, would, I would love for it to happen. The LA Galaxy <laughs> wound up playing three games in less than eight days. And because it's it's less than eight days because the 7.30 kickoff time they had the following Saturday or, you know, whenever it was, you, you just, it, it's, it ends up being a lot for them. Somebody been, it's eight days. Somebody must have been really angry at this team when this schedule was put together. It is. Uh, it's borderline unfair. It is, because you start looking at that New York game, and it's a 1 p.m. game, and they're doing it at 1 p.m. because of the national TV. National TV. Um, Ratings, money, just advertisers, just, gosh. Well, just... And, and that's sort of been the argument with a whole bunch of people, you know, looking at some of these games. Some of the marquee games for the Galaxy this year against, you know, Crosstown Rivals LAFC are ones being played on, like, a Friday and ones being played on a Sunday. And it's like, why not a Saturday night? And it's because of television, because the television doesn't do as good on Saturday night, but attendance does better on Saturday night, but it doesn't matter. Those games will sell out anyway. But anyway, going back to this Columbus game, um, you know, it, it, it really, it enforced two things on me. One was that they were tired, and I think we've covered that point, and there's a whole bunch of other points we want to get to. Um, but the other is how important Jonathan Dos Santos is to this LA Galaxy lineup. He's, if anybody had any doubts if he was the, if he was the Galaxy's best player so far this season, the way that game transpired only proves that point. 
Uh, I looked at the possession for this game, and if you go on the MLS website and you click on the game, you can go into the stats page and you can sort of look at where the possession is and that. But the cool thing about it is it actually breaks it up into five-minute intervals as well. And so you can see who had the majority of that possession within a five-minute interval. So it breaks it all the way through from five minutes all the way to 90 minutes. Really cool, and it gives you an idea of how the ebb and flow of the game sort of took over. And so um, the Galaxy ended up with 53% more possession than um, than the Columbus Crew, six percent difference uh, at forty-seven percent, uh, which is interesting, being that the Columbus Crew dominated the second half pretty much completely um, and didn't have much of anything going in the first half. Now you had talked about it, Larry, before when we were talking about this game, but Columbus came and really scored on the one opportunity they had in they the had first half. They had one chance, and Jossie scored a perfect pass, perfect touch. But that's the only chance they had in their first half, and they scored. Yeah, they did score. Um, a great pass by Robinho, by the way. I know lots of people are trying to say that, you know, the coverage wasn't as tight. Sure, you could ask Polenta to get a you know a step closer, but his foot was contesting that. Um, it was his, a- his pass reminded me of Ronaldo's pass for Portugal to get the tie in the World Cup against the United States in the closing moments. Perfect pass. At a critical time, same thing. Same thing against the crew. I mean, it was right there. Just it, it was perfect, and it, it and, it, and it froze Bingham, and that was the whole sort of point there too. Is it froze Bingham, and is people are also putting criticism on David Bingham, saying that he should have come out. That's one that's right there in the middle of nowhere. That if you do come out and don't get to, everybody's going to yell at you, and if you stay, you're also in trouble. And because it was a cross and coming in. You know, you, sometimes you have to wait to see where that ball is going to be. I, you could say that Bingham could have come out. That's fine. Um, I Hinds- thought it was hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I thought it was a great flick by Giassi. Um, by the way, if you're in on the curse of former LA Galaxy players, uh, Giassi Zardes and Hector Jimenez score in this game. Giassi Zardes, it's his first goal, I think, in the last six games, uh, possibly seven games. Uh, Hector Jimenez scored, and it was his first game in the last five years. So uh, yeah, there you go. Former LA Galaxy players, both of them, uh, you know. Um, Iguain scored the other goal um, on a midfield breakdown that Jonathan Dos Santos probably wouldn't have made, although you look at the last couple of games and maybe they would have. Um, Josh, you and I could have run through that space in the midfield on that goal. I mean, there was nobody, nobody around him. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a lot um, up there. So, I mean, but that's what it is. So if you look at the possession and sort of take a look at this, you can see if you didn't know when Jonathan Dos Santos came out of this game, you could go in here and look at the possession and see it turn the last five minutes of the first half. And while the Galaxy started the second half with a little bit better possession, um, they quickly lost it, lost that momentum. So anything that they had coming was gone. Jonathan Dos Santos leaving. So again, we're left with two sort of truths from this game. Is One is, I think you can lay a lot of blame for the fatigue the LA Galaxy certainly showed in this game um, with Guillermo Barrascoloto and picking the lineup he did. You can also take some of that blame away from him whenever you say that the Galaxy don't have a very deep team, and I think that that's an argument, but they did go out and get somebody for that depth, so, I mean, they're a little bit better than where they're at. Um, But the other thing that sort of, you know, is really is glaring is that there's no answer for, for, for this team without Jonathan Dos Santos. And, and what do you do if you're Guillermo Barrascoloto to try to plug that hole going into New York, New York City? You know, and speaking of Dos Santos, has his injury been cleared up? I mean, when it first happened, we all thought it was a hamstring injury, especially the way his leg is wrapped and he was on the, on the, on the bench. Then we find out later they, they seem to feel he was kicked behind the knee, with, which results in a contusion, which is a deep bruise. You can play with a deep bruise. It just depends on your threshold of pain. If you're a hockey player, you're out there. But again, yeah. now if it's a hamstring injury, if it's a strain or a sprain, there's a big difference. A strain is, is, is a pull. A sprain is a slight tear. If it's a sprain, he's out for an extended period of time. A strain, maybe maybe two, three games. A yeah. sprain, much longer. So, but, but again, they haven't really made clear exactly what the injury is. Yeah, so what we know is it's a left hamstring injury. Now, so that's, that's, what, that's the official word. That is the official word for okay. right now. Now, I, I know that Jonathan was supposed to, I believe, be evaluated here um, at uh, in in SoCal this in the next day. So, you know, today we're recording on th- Thursday. It should absolutely be. I, I think that he he probably got it looked at. I would say that on the ta- from him walking off the field and not limping, and from them trying to stretch it out. I would say that it doesn't seem like it's very severe. Um, at least 
That's strange. just that's yeah, that's just an yeah. observation. Um, there was also there was also some some sort of there was a collision with that left knee as well during this game, and that looks like may have triggered the said injury. But we can't tell because then that would be more of a contusion if it's from a collision. And a contusion, like you said, you can play through it. It's just like you have a dead leg, and now it's just trying to work that it out. It depends on how much pain you can withstand. Yeah. Um, so we and don't. My, my threshold of pain is not, not very high. Yeah, I was going to say I, I wouldn't. Be I don't think yours is either. No, no. You saw what happened when I played played soccer that one weekend, and then I came to the game, and if I. You could have seen him walk up to the press entrance at Dignity Hill Sports Park. Even from a, from a hundred yards away, I could tell Josh was in some serious discomfort after playing an Ed game. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it, it, it's it's pretty. It was it was it was rough for me for a while. Uh, by the way, I'm just now, like in the last probably two weeks, have I gotten back to absolutely 100 percent normal from that. Excellent. So I'm ready to go again if if they need to put me in. Um, but no, you you look at all this. So I mean, you know, I wanted to see rotation. Jonathan Dos Santos going on. The Galaxy continue to be dangerous on set pieces, and I think there needs to be more of a focus on that. There's a reason Dan Steris has three goals and is chasing Zlatan down. Um, and the fact that Dan Steris has three goals in the midfield has relatively zero, uh, relatively little goals. I think there's a, one scattered across. Uh, but especially from the center, you like Leggett, Jonathan Dos Santos, Joe Corona, you would like to see those guys scoring some goals. They don't have to score a bunch of goals, but two, three, four, five goals each would do a huge job of making the Galaxy a much more offensive team. Um, I'll agree with a lot of the comments that I saw on Reddit and Facebook and Twitter that the Galaxy, once again, were passing up shots for passes. Uh, Leggett had one. I think Antuna had one. Um, you know, Shelvick missed a wide-open sitter in this game as well. I forgot about that. Pontius hit the post. Slaton hit the post. So there were chances there. You look at the shots and the shots differential in this game, and it's not like the Galaxy got outshot is 12 to 11, 4 to 3 on target. So that that's not anything that's huge. Um, you look at the amount of clearances that, that Columbus had to make. 15 clearances in this game. 6 for the LA Galaxy. The Galaxy weren't put under a ton of pressure, but yet they got completely played off that field. As you alluded to earlier, boy, did that game change when Dos Santos had to leave the field. Yeah. Holy smokes. No possession. The possession no goes possession, away. No possession. Um, you know, there's nobody in this team, and I think that that's really, if you're looking for Fabio Alvarez, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, if you're looking for Fabio Alvarez and what he's going to bring, you're hoping he's going to bring an ability to to clear lines, um, to pass in behind lines, and to be that sort of creative player. And I believe he's going to probably slot into the number 10 side uh, and kick Legit out wide. That would be how I would probably think he inserts himself into the game if that indeed can happen. So... I think that there's a lot of stuff that, that the Galaxy need to work on. Um, it's not hopeless because you can see a lot of the stuff and the, a lot of mistakes that I saw were, were motivated by that tiredness and, and fatigue. Um, I think that, you know, going into this game on Saturday, that again, there has to be rotation. And if Guillermo doesn't rotate with a two games, two, two day break, break, then I don't think, then it shows me that he has no trust in the depth at all. He doesn't like any of the other guys on the team. Um, and that they sh don't deserve to play, or that Guillermo needs to understand that he has to build a deeper team. Now, you could argue that it's a two-year building process. He's coming in with a team that isn't his right now, um, and that he needs to do something. Um, but at the same time, you sit there, and there are chances, and there are choices to do. I mean, you could put Juninho instead of Carrasco if you wanted to. Uh, I would argue, and I have been arguing, that Juninho is a ghost of the, the Juninho that everybody as knows. As we said, he's an old 31. He's an old 31. He, he's, he's just he's not as good. But as, I would still give him a chance this weekend because such a brief amount of time between matches. It would be... Uh, I still might give him a chance this weekend. Yeah, it, it, it would be... I think that I think I would try, probably try that out. Um, for me, if if we can, if the Galaxy can get Alvarez into the lineup, that would be interesting. There's some issues with that, which we'll talk about, and, and still moving on to that. And um, you play Gonzalez this weekend too. Yeah, Gonzalez should play this weekend. Triori, Triori, sure. Ar Arajo. Um, all that back line really should be three new players on the back line. Uh, Jurgen and Rolf on the bench. I wouldn't be against that at all, especially the way they performed. In, at one the point during the Columbus game. They had horrible crosses to each other, and that's the problem. Um, the other part of this is, is I think we need to shift our thinking a little bit um, and, and to shift our thinking in where the offensive subs come and what that means. If you look at the LA Galaxy, we all know that a bunch of that offense is generated from those outside backs, the right back and the left back role, Shelvick, uh, Felcher. Um, those are guys who should be, you know, quite honestly, leading the team in assists because they should be finding Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, in this Columbus game, 
they they were horrible. Their crosses were horrible. And it reminds me of whenever I would play and I would get really tired. And my crosses would be really good at the start of the game. And then as I would get really tired, my crosses got worse and worse and they got higher and they ballooned and they didn't curve as much because it takes a lot to get around the ball on a cross as you're moving forward to hit it across your body. It's a lot. It always has been a lot. It always will be a lot. Um, I don't think either of them are creative enough to actually open up holes in order to cross either. If you saw that, you know... Uh, they both got blocked a bunch of times on crosses into the box. And so that needs to be better. You need to have something to separate. And then there's the defensive coverage of both those guys. Uh, we talked about it before the podcast about Robinho being he's – a, he's a good player, not a great player, a good player, but he sure looked good against uh, the Galaxy thanks to the coverage of Felcher and uh, Shovik. I mean, it was – the space he had on the wings was just wow. Just stunning. Just it's a really lot. Really aggravating. It's a lot. And and Felcher was one of the was rated as one of the top right backs through the first like six, seven, eight games of the of the Too season. Too much ball watching, not enough man watching. And and that's the bottom line. And then he got hurt. And now we've seen that he doesn't have his speed. He doesn't look like he's as confident. All these things are sort of building up. And Robinho just just played with him in his pocket the whole day. He was like, oh, cool. You're just going to let me walk in the box. I'm going to keep taking it. And you saw that there were crosses that came in. I mean, the cross that got to Zardes was because Felcher wasn't out on Robinho trying to close him down. Um, he had room and he was able to do it. So all of these things are, are combined. And so as you look at this New York City team, I mean, you have to you have to look at what Guillermo you know, is looking at and understand it. I get that rotating whenever you have a chance for first, maybe that's not what you wanted to do, but you had to have seen how tired they were. Um, and I believe that, you know, if he had to do it over again, I think a rotation there would have been, would have been better. It's only on the defensive line. Again, the galaxy don't have enough players to rotate in other places and not have a severe drop off. But let's talk about this. Bruce Arena used to do this all the time, Larry. They would go to RSL on a midweek game and Bruce would be like, okay, starting all the kids. And everybody would be like, oh, this game's over. And the, and the kids would go out there and win the game. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. They just stole some points on the road. And you, you could do that. And so, I mean, you should do that every once in a while. Bruce Serena rotated players. This is my argument for everybody says that, you, that professional soccer players shouldn't get tired. Is that I've watched Major League Soccer now since 2009, even before that, 2008, 2007, all these years. And I've constantly seen teams rotate. Whenever it gets whenever the the schedule gets condensed, do you think part do you think uh, part of the problem is Scalotto might be expecting too much out of these guys? That's why he doesn't uh, rotate them enough. I mean, he could be, it could be, um, definitely could be. But I, I mean, if there was a game that called for more rotation, this game, this was the game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's sort of that's an interesting thing to sort of take on. You know, one of those things is, is to look. Um, is to say, you know, did you trust the rotation and, and, and is it happening? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. Um, it certainly is a great question, and, and we'll see if the uh, the Galaxy can see, continue. I always have great questions. I know. I always I know. do. Well, not always, but a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always, you know, it, it's how you should do it. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's what you're looking at for the galaxy and sort of the Columbus game. Uh, my, you know, my big takeaways here are that you really have to, you really have to see the galaxy, um, you know, find some depth because they're not going to be able to pull this off. The schedule is not kind to them. There's still four games left in May. They have three games in June. Um, they have five games in July, five, uh, I think five games in July. Hold on. I have the whole thing right here. I should just look at it. If, if, four, if, if. Scalotto doesn't make any rotation changes in this weekend's game. You really have to question the way he's managing this team. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what the starting 11 is going to look like. I mean, obviously, we just talked about it. Gonzalez, Traore, Araujo. Um, if at least two of those three aren't playing this weekend, you have to wonder what's going on. I mean, Guillermo, you can't keep, you can't keep running these guys to death. No, you can't. Uh, the schedule goes, yeah, again, 6 in May. Um, you're already through two. The Galaxy have lost both of those two-game losing streak. First time this year that that has happened. Um, Galaxy lost one game uh, through their first nine games um, and now lost two in a row. So that's, a, that's an interesting one. Uh, June, three games. There's one game at the beginning. Uh, June 2nd, it is a rescheduled game. It's a New England Revolution. It was scheduled for, I believe, the first on Saturday, and now it is uh, scheduled for the second 
on, of June. I believe I'm getting that right. I'll go down to the schedule and actually look at it. I have all this stuff like, you know. 7.30 start? Uh, let's see. The, yeah, Sunday, June 2nd, 7.30 p.m., broadcast on Spectrum Sports Night. It was rescheduled from, I think, a 7.30 on Saturday. So they're just going to move it to Sunday. Um, I don't know why they did it, but they did it. And I don't think it was for TV reasons because it's on Spectrum, and Spectrum usually doesn't get to adjust the schedule for their needs. Um, and then they have two games towards the end of June. Is there's a Gold Cup break in there, and we can talk about the Gold Cup and when that sort of comes in, who might be going, because there's some more information on that as it comes out. Then there are four games in July, five games in August and September, and two games in October. And that is it. The game is the season is over. Two games early in October, and then it goes straight into playoffs, uh, trying to get into those international breaks um, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, so that's what you got for the LA Galaxy. If they don't rotate on Saturday, then there's huge question marks. And I think if you're looking at any storyline... Um, if you're looking, usually I like to do, you know, three big storylines of what you want to look for in the game. My number one storyline is going to be squad rotation and it'll be squad rotation because, uh, I think if they don't rotate, uh, they're just, they're, they're trying to make too much. They're trying to get too much out of these guys. Um, uh, it's, it's not possible. Professional soccer players cannot play this much and travel this much. And the travel takes as much out of them as, as playing does. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, in, you know, speaking of the, of the travel, you know, there's really no comparison of the travel requirements in MLS as far as say in England or France or Spain. In, in this country, you're talking about New York to Los Angeles, that's like a five-hour flight. That's three time zones. In England, some of these players or these teams take trains to their destination. Same thing in France and Spain. Yeah. Imagine taking a train from New York to L.A. Yeah. That takes, what, about two, three days? Yeah, it's, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, because our rail system is horrible. But other than that, but yes, and it's a really far way, you know. Yes. Um, that's how it works. Uh, by the way, they're saying that they think they moved the uh, the game. Sarah in the chat room says they think they moved the game because of Wango Tango. Remember, there's a concert. And I believe Taylor Swift is playing Wango Tango, just in case, because I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I would know those things. Um, and I told my wife, and she was like, and? I'm like, well, and should we get tickets and go? That was my question. So, no. She Living said out, no. I saw Wango Tango once at Dodger Stadium. You did? You? Were you yes. in the mosh pit? Were you hanging no, out? What were you doing? No, although the headline act was uh, 98 degrees, and also on the uh, bill was Nancy Sinatra. Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, Wonderful. and MC Hammer, UB40, who was really good. Blondie was really good. But yeah, I actually was in there for a Wango Tango audience all time at Dodger Stadium. The I'm not particularly proud of it, but <laughs> I was there. I was going to say, that's an interesting And Will one. Smith was there, too. Of course he was. Of course he was. And Britney Spears, first, first quote-unquote live country, total lip sync the whole way. Oops, I did it again. All yep. right, good stuff. All hi, right. hi, everybody. That's how she came out. Don't, don't, be, don't be hating on my Britney. All right, that's, that's my generation right there. All right, the hammer knows what I'm talking about. Eric and I are big Britney Spears fans. It's fine. We'll get over it. All right, uh, let's go to news now that we can move away from Taylor Swift and Britney Spears and you going to Wango Tango. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, the, the chat room loves that you went to Wango Tango, right? So what are, be, what are they saying? Uh, they just just that Larry is the is the OG on COG. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, good times. The, All right, the dude, the dude. Yeah, somebody compared him to the dude in the Big Lebowski, and I think he I enjoys. I don't have the gray hair. I don't have the beard, and I don't have the robe. Although I guess my voice sounds a little bit like his, but I'm not. I'm not as grizzled as Jeff Bridges is. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think he takes it way too much as a compliment. It's in his head now, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's go to LA Galaxy News. Uh, let's start with Fabio Alvarez. Um, people are talking about whether or not he's going to be available for this game on Saturday. Was able to talk to some people around the club, um, and I think really we're leaning in this 50-50 sort of category right now, which is great whenever you're trying to figure out whether or not he's going to play. Yes. Now, just one thing about Fabio. This is not the Fabio, the Argentinian singer. This is Fabio, the football player. Fa I just want to make sure about I didn't that. know there was a Fabio Argentine. Yes, there is. There's yes, an Argentine there singer named Fabio. Yes. All right, and he's, and he's a big deal. I'm sure, yes, the, I'm sure the Argentines on here are like, yes. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. No, this guy, this Fabio plays football. He does. 26-year-old. Uh, he was training with the LA Galaxy today. Um, he will wear the number 11. And who used to wear number 11? Just ask, ask our audience. Okay, so so chat room, number 11. Who, used to, who was the last player, I think, to wear the number 11? I'm trying to think. Did anybody wear it after that, in between, the one that we're thinking of? I don't think so. Okay, so who so. who's the last to wear the number 11, or at least one of the bigger players to wear the number 11? Uh, there's a hint. You just saw him. Uh, so, uh, so there's that one. And then, um, so here's what we know. 
they're still waiting on the paperwork for Fabio. Um, they don't, I think there's some optimism that they might get it, but at the same time, they wouldn't be surprised if they don't get it. So whether or not Fabio Alvarez is available for this game on Saturday comes down to whether or not FIFA can fax stuff. So if he gets the paperwork done, he will play. Yeah. Zard- he, he will play. Zardes, Kamara. Congratulations. Kamara wore 11. Kamara, that's yeah, right. That's right. Kamara. Yeah. Very good. Very Z- good. Zardes and Kamara. Him. I can't believe we forgot that he wore the 11. That, we're, yeah. we're idiots. What can we, we say? Well, the chat room. Well, Occasionally, yeah. yeah. Occasionally, we we draw blanks. You were wrong once. I, I was wrong, but you were also right. No, I, I was half right because Zardes wore number eleven. I forgot about Ola. Sorry, Ola. Oh. If you're listening from China, I apologize. I apologize. Okay, good. Um, so anyway, so that is uh, Fabio Alvarez. I really again see him as a number ten right now. Uh, I see him pushing Legit out to the wing. I think that's the the, the correct response now. If in this game coming up to New York City, if he is available, what I would suggest to Guillermo is that you... St- <laughs> this is nice. I'm going to suggest this to Guillermo. Um, Gently or forcibly? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't listen to me. It's fine. Um, I doubt... I d- maybe he listens to our podcast to learn English. Maybe. See? That's his, something. And his English has gotten demonstrably better since the season began. It has. So clearly our show's had a positive impact on him. Okay. At least on him. Uh, what I would suggest is that you put uh, Fabio Alvarez with Sebastian Legette in the center of the field. You then take Joe Corona and you drop him back as the number eight. Okay. Make Joe the box-to-box that Jonathan is because I do not anticipate Jonathan Dos Santos will be available for this game at all. So if that's the case, then you ch- you keep a lot of stuff the same Again, we talked about rotation and where they can rotate. They can't rotate in the center of the field, but you would have Alvarez in there, um, which, by the way, he's going to wear the F. Alvarez on the back of his his kit instead of instead of compared to the E. Alvarez that Efrain will have to wear on the back of his kit. You know, and speaking of Joe, I think we both agree he has the experience to handle that role that Jonathan had. I, I really think he can do it. If there's any one guy in this team who can do it, I believe Joe can. Well, if that's he the, has to. If that's the case removing Joe Corona a little bit early from the Columbus game did give him some time to rest. True. So maybe he maybe he was thinking ahead, saying, I'm going to need Joe to play this box-to-box. Uh, Guillermo maybe Guillermo's smarter than ahead. we think. Okay, yeah, I don't be, know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just... Maybe Although I'm just, I doubt it. Yeah, maybe I'm just correcting things. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Okay. Um, but anyway, so so you look at that. Um, I would do that. I would then put Pontius on the right side. Um, if you want to, you can start Boateng. I don't care. You just move Antuna over and switch those two, so that's fine. Pontius and Antuna played opposites, uh, switched on each other during the game, so uh, that was something that I saw early, and then Kobe Jones commented on it about eight or nine minutes later because they had stayed that way, and we really didn't see a whole bunch of things. So anyway, uh, I, I think that's really the only changes to the outside of the back line, which we've already talked about. If you're getting Alvarez into this lineup now and you don't have Jonathan Dos Santos healthy, which is expected not to have him healthy for this game, then you need somebody to take over JDS's role. I think Corona is the guy to do it, and you can plug Alvarez in basically for Corona, where Corona was, and hopefully you can keep some sort of um, you know, link between everybody. Now that means Legit has to play more defensive because he's usually the offensive side of things, but you want Legit to be paired back with Corona whenever it comes to the defensive side of things. So on the drop back, Legit needs to get back and cover with, with Joe, as Joe was doing with, with Jonathan. Now one more possible change. Do you possibly perhaps give David Bingham a, a break in goal? No, because no. you're going to go to Matt. What do goalkeepers have to do? <laughs> they stand back there. They're not tired. See, like I can, I can understand people. Here's the people who don't get as tired as other people. Okay, forwards and strikers like Zlatan Ibrahimovic who don't play defense, just don't, just throwing it out, don't there, get as know? tired. Now, the okay. fact that he's 37 would mean that he does get tired because I get tired from just standing too. So I understand that. Um, and then, yeah, I know, I, I it's true. I'm I'm exhausted today, um, and I'm all I'm doing is podcasting. Um, so so them the defense. On the middle, defenders do not get as tired as the outside defenders. Nobody gets as tired as central midfielders or wingers. Wingers and central midfielders, and usually if you're box-to-box like Jonathan, you run more than anybody because you're going forward and back all the time. It doesn't matter. You're always running. Um, And that's sort of the hierarchy thing. Goalkeepers can play every single game. If you played a game every single day, they could play a game every single day. Um, so no, Bingham, Bingham's fine. And you, and the drop off to Lampson is steep enough that that's a danger in my opinion. Um, so no, no, you just, mm -mm, mm -mm, so I I might be wrong in that, in that 
chance. Well, no, I just think you threw it out there to get a response from me, and, sure. you, and it worked. And sure. it now, worked. now it you're worked. sitting there you smiling. Up a bit. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, it, it did its job. It, it was perfect. Um, that's what you were supposed to do. All right, more news. So anyway, so Fabio Alvarez, unknown whether or not he'll be available, and I think it's going to be a coin flip. It could be exactly like you know People Gonzalez, which was no, he's not going to be. Nope, nope, nope. Yep, he has. His, yep, he has his paperwork. He's going to play, and when that happens, it'll happen. So if I were to guess, I think Alvarez will be available to play. It's going to be close. It's, it's just the way the just way the galaxy operates. If the game was at seven thirty, I would feel better about him <laughs> trying to get that um, and see how that goes. Uh, uh, other interesting LA Galaxy news uh, from the training field today: uh, the Galaxy reported that former LA Galaxy center back Omar Gonzalez was training with the club today. One of your favorite players? Uh, no, no, and everybody knows that he's not one of my favorite players. <laughs> Um, this was, of course, after we had reported that Omar Gonzalez was going to Toronto, and then we reported that, uh, or, and, and really we just repeated, um, repeated, not reported, I should say, we repeated that uh, Omar Gonzalez was then, then not going to Toronto and was staying in Liga MX, um, and so he is now training with the LA Galaxy. Just to be clear, he's wanted to return to Major League Soccer for a long time, and especially the Galaxy for a long time, but... There's no room for him, for one thing, and I don't think the galaxy would really, the galaxy would really want him back. They, they, now, if this, was the, if this was the Omar Gonzalez of his first two seasons, yes, I'd want him back. But this is not the Omar Gonzalez that he once was. No, and it's the same thing with Juninho. It's like, don't live in the past on this. It's almost like if you brought A.J. De La Garza back at this point, too. It's like you're not getting the same A.J. De La Garza, although I'd argue you'd probably still be better than the right back the LA Galaxy have. Although, if you put in Julian Araujo at 17 years old, I'm, I'm a big fan of his right now. I really like the kid, and I like what he's showing. So I would start, you know, Araujo if he's healthy, because they tell me he's healthy. Uh, another LA Galaxy little news nugget here. Uh, the LA Galaxy announced a time change for the LAFC game. This is Sunday. Sunday, August 25th, the game at Bank of California Stadium. The time was changed from 7 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Uh, the reason for that, F, uh, FS1 and FS Deportes will broadcast the game nationally. My guess is they wanted a bigger pregame show on that, especially with what looks like both teams playing well. Uh, they're going to want a 37-minute lead time into kickoff instead of you know a 15-minute a lead time. And do you think they'll put us in the press box, Josh? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> last, last year we sat in the stands and it was uh, we, we were it on was the a concourse. memorable experience. They, yeah. almost, they almost kicked us. Kicked us out by accident. Yeah, I was good. And so they got the people in front of us who were drunk and disorderly. Yeah, it was a good but, time. But we were, but we were almost almost tossed aside. You can't say it wasn't interesting though. It was a lot of fun, and we and, and, and we were the like, oh, okay. was was electric. Yeah, it was it was a that's a that's that's just an interesting sort of timeline in terms of you know the those two teams playing each other is always hyped up to the to the max. So yeah, we were basically sitting on the concourse. Um, and, and did the whole thing. So it was uh, it was interesting, but no, yeah. So the, the time change on that, nothing big. Sunday, August 25th, 7 to 7.30 p.m. Um, no rumors really to talk about anymore because transfer window's closed. Uh, I'm sure we'll kick that up again whenever the transfer window starts opening in July. Uh, the Galaxy have to make it all the way through that in order for that to happen first. Uh, injury updates. Perry Kitchen today back to full training. So Perry Kitchen, while I do not believe he will be available for this game, technically speaking, he would be available Sometimes I just soon. don't see him getting back in the field any in any which, short amount of time. Which I is really too bad. Which is too bad because really the Galaxy need him right now because he would slot into that Jonathan Dos Santos role. They, they're two different players. They don't play the same way. But really, you would want to see that that sort of happen. So I, that's that would be one of the things. So Perry Kitchen back to full training, which is good. We already know about Ramon Alessandrini out until September, and then Jonathan Dos Santos right now hamstring injury, possible hamstring contusion. We're still not 100% sure, but I do not expect him to be available for this game and right now if I was betting money on it, I would say he's not he's not starting or and he's not going to be available in this game. I think he's going to miss at least the next two matches. It seems that that could be a possibility, which isn't the worst thing in the world. You would this New York City game is going to be tricky, but the next game after that is versus Colorado, and if that's not a win, I can't I can't help the Galaxy this year. I, none of my talking is ever going to help. Uh, that dysfunctional uh, team, the the Colorado Rapids, fired their coach. Uh, let's see, FC Cincinnati has fired their coach. How many coaches have been dismissed now? Three. New England Revolution also fired Brad Friedel as well, so he's gone, um, and that all happened. So people not resting around the game. The the season not even a third of the way through, Larry, and people are getting fired. I like it. What's the old saying? Coaches are hired to be fired. That's and that's all. Hey, it's all about results in this league. It always has been. And if uh, Guillermo Barrascoleto wants to stick around, which I believe he does, and I believe he's done a fine job, but if he wants to stick around, he stops the slide this two-game slide and figures out a way to get tired players to play. I don't know how you do it, but you, you figure out a way. It's amazing how everybody has worked up over this two-game slide, and and then you look back at the last two seasons, and 
if they had won, if they had lost two games in a row, they would have thought that was improvement. Yeah, uh, just you know, let's settle down a little bit, just give it time. But yeah, I think it, they'll be fine. If you go back to 2017 through 11 games, Galaxy had 14 points, and in 2018 through 11 games, they had 13 points. The LA Galaxy in 2019 through 11 games, 22 points. Now, great, they they've been stuck on 22 points now for for the last two games um, as they've uh, as they've gone, but. Um, you know, road, I would say this, I looked at, I, I have an, I have a chart that maps out road points and sort of, um, you how, know, the, the, how many charts do you have? I mean, every, every time I come here, you come up with a new chart. I don't know, like 14 or 15 charts. Like a lot of them are just der- derivative of the other charts. And so like, it's not hard to do. I like, just keep asking myself, where do you get the time to do all this stuff? Uh, because I, I sit here in this office and I work all day and whenever I think about something, I can just go do it. And so I do it and then I go back to do regular work again. Um, he, he does not have a home life. N- my wife is happy for that. Um, <laughs> 0.80 right now points per game um, on the away uh, points on the average. Now, if you go back to 2018, they averaged 1.18. In 2017, 1.06. If you go back to the last time they won an MLS Cup in 2014, it was 1.24. In one of their really good years, 2011, averaged 1.53. That was a really good team. 2010 was better. Todd, because Todd Donovan said the 2011 team was the best Galaxy team he ever played on. Yes, and and he he may have been right. Except the 2010 team was really good too. And how they didn't win an MLS Cup that year is one of those travesties of 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 sports. Uh, get them in the playoffs, get knocked out by FC Dallas. But in 2010, they averaged 2.0 points per game on the road. They ended up getting 30 points on the road in 2010. Uh, right now, 2019, four points. Um, the totals in 2018 were 20, uh, 2017 were 18. So, I mean, you don't need to win a ton of games on the road. That's not what you need to do. Drawing games on the road is helpful, and you should do that. Win a couple games on the road, and you have something going for you, and everything sort of falls into place. All right. Uh, standings right now in the Eastern Conference. We talked about it on Monday. Philadelphia Union leading the Eastern Conference. 1.82 points per game, 20 points. That uh, doesn't sound right. Philadelphia Union leading the East. Yeah. When was the last time that happened? Tied with DC United, tied with Montreal. All three of those teams on 20 points, but uh, Philadelphia apparently has the tiebreaker, whichever tiebreaker they're using right now, uh, at 1.82 points per game, and DC United at 1.82 points per game. The Galaxy sitting at two points per game. So if you wanted to find out where the first Eastern Conference team is, it would fall in right underneath the LA Galaxy um, at 1.82 points per game, which is DC United, Philadelphia Union. Uh, but the Houston Dynamo, of course, would be leading Major League Soccer because they have a 2.38 points per game uh, and have only played eight games. Galaxy played 11, and Houston has played eight. That's, uh, that's I can't just understand it's, how it's ridiculous. Houston has played such, so many fewer games than the Galaxy. So, that's... I don't know. Like I said, whoever made this schedule, there's... Atlanta's only played nine. Toronto's only played nine. I mean, there's a bunch of teams with 10. Uh, the New England Revolution have played 12 and done poorly at that. So, I mean, you look at schedule congestion for them as well. You, you know, that has, certainly has to be a factor whenever you look into how many games they've played because they've played 12 games in the same amount of time the Galaxy have played 11. Um, so all this stuff, you know, sort of has a way of equaling its way out. But the Galaxy is sitting in second place in the Western Conference, second place in the Supporter Shield still... Um, at 22 points, two points behind LAFC at 24, and two points clear of Philadelphia, DC United, and Montreal. In the Western Conference, they are three points clear of the Houston Dynamo, Seattle Sounders, both with 19 points, um, and then FC Dallas uh, with 17 points, Minnesota with 15, San Jose Earthquakes at 11. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's. And see. if you can figure out all the schedule stuff, please let me know. Galaxy schedule and let our listeners please let them know. They, they don't. I mean, the scheduling has to be a nightmare whenever you think about it, because there's all these blackout dates. Like, oh well, you can't play here because the Chargers are playing, and you can't play here because of this, and you can't play because here because of the college, because of the college, and you can't play this because of Wango Tango, and you can't play. I mean, just and that's just at you know Dignity Health Sports Park, and you could you could say that there are all these things that are are sort of things. Uh the Galaxy will host New York City FC coming up on Saturday, then next Sunday. So a full seven, eight days off for the Galaxy between games, basically. Uh, they'll play Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, at Dignity Health Sports Park. These are the two home games that you have during May. It is this Saturday and then next Sunday, May 19th, against the Colorado Rapids. Then it is away East Coast swing again. Friday, May 24th, against the uh, against Orlando City. And then Wednesday, May 29th, another midweek game 
uh, will be played at Sporting Kansas City um, in a team that has so many injuries they had to cancel practice. I know I said that on Monday, but I'm still sort of shocked that they had so many injuries. They just got routed, I believe, by Atlanta as well. So they're in a little bit of a death spiral there, um, and probably unfairly so, but uh, they're there. Uh, we talked about June and three games in June. There are four games in July. Um, that's really all you need to know. The schedule still stays congested from the end of June into the beginning of July, and it stays congested through the end of May into the beginning of June. Um, because basically you have a Wednesday, May 29th game, and then you play again on Sunday, June 2nd. Uh, well, at least there's an extra day there. On, there on is this week, but still, there is, and there should have been an extra tough. game. There should have been an extra game in this one. There's to me, if you play on Sunday versus Colorado, why are you not playing this game coming up on Sunday? Well, it's, and, know, we, and and we know sh- right, it's a television, but that's not the answer. And especially in this trip, there should have been an, an extra day. First of all, you, you go to New York, then you go to Columbus, and you fly all the way back to L.A., and you're playing two days later. That's that's really unfair. This game, this this game on Saturday, should have been on Sunday. Yeah, because it, of this of the amount of miles entailed in this trip. Yeah, and and it's a lot. And there are rumors that there's a new tournament that could be coming out. The rumors are that there's a new tournament that could be coming out between MLS and Liga MX, and the Galaxy would be at least um, preliminarily put in this tournament. And if that happened this season, it would happen during August and September, from what I read. Uh, August and September, the Galaxy each have, I believe, five games in each of those, and then you want to add some tournament games in there. Sure. There's Why no not? way they can make that work. Why not? Go ahead and do that. That sounds like a great idea with all this congested scheduling. So MLS uh, biting off a lot more than they can chew on, and some of this stuff. And it, quite honestly, it's just it's it seems unfair to the teams. And every team is going to have to go through it. So maybe that's where the 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 date goes. Um, maybe it won't be eleven on eleven. Maybe it'll be five on five or something. Just just <laughs> just just save the players it's, or something. It's a futsal court, and you, you play that. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right, let's get you ready now for this game against New York City FC. Again, kicking off Saturday, May eleventh, one p.m. An early kickoff, one p.m. Pacific time. Uh, New York City FC at Dignity Health Sports Park. This game will be broadcast on ESPN and ESPN Deportes, so nationally televised. If you're not going to be at the game, I'll tell you right now that the temperature says that it's supposed to be seventy-one degrees. Excellent but a 50% chance of rain. So uh, I have a feeling it's going to be humid. It feels like that's a humid, whenever that's it's that warm and it's and it has a chance of rain, and I think there were chances of thunderstorms um, inland, it, more inland, it sounds like it could be humid. But at least we'll be dry in a press box. But if the wind is blowing, I've been in that press box at times, and that right. wind just blows that rain right, right in, in, and it is, not un- it is not comfortable at all. You're not allowed to complain about sitting in the press box whenever True. there's people who, who sit out there without a roof, True. all right? So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that holds out. Uh, New York City is an interesting, interesting team right now. Uh, if I told you, Larry, that they only had three wins on the season, you would say, well, they don't sound very good, right? And you would say, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Um, but if I went after that and told you that they've only lost once... You would say, okay. It's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good team. The uh, New York City FC right now, 3-1-6 for 15 points. They're not great. They're not wonderful. Uh, but they're getting results, and they're not losing. And that's sort of the big thing. Wasn't there a couple years ago under Bruce when the Galaxy had a few a few amount of wins and a whole bunch of ties? Yeah, it was I, like three, four years ago or even longer than maybe that. Maybe 2015? Uh, maybe coming yeah, after that. They had a uh, whole bunch of ties. It was, it was too many ties. Um, and ties eventually hurt you, but they can also help you at the beginning of the season as it goes. Uh, at home, on that posted stamp of a crappy stadium they called Yankee Stadium, it's a horrible soccer stadium. Bruce Arena hated going there for soccer. It was, it's, it's like they desecrate a shrine, in his opinion. But there is rumors out there right now that New York City uh, FC may have finally come to a stadium deal. And that it would be available in like 2023, 2024. Sounds so, like Miami. Yeah, the way, exactly. The, the way they keep uh, moving around trying to find a site. Yeah, they're they're doing it. But anyway, so uh, at the postage stamp, as I like to call it, um, they are one win, zero losses, and four draws. So they played five games at home. Uh, they haven't lost any. They have seven points on the road. Two, one, and two for eight points. Um, so two wins, one loss, two draws. Uh, so overall, in their last five games, they're 3-0-2. They're undefeated in their last six games. Um, and they don't seem to mind that they're coming on the road. Not only that, but they were in Los Angeles before the LA Galaxy were in Los Angeles. Apparently, they arrived on Wednesday um, and were waiting, or at least Thursday morning, and were waiting basically for the LA Galaxy to also come back from Columbus. That way they could play them on Saturday at 1 p.m. So in other words, this is going to be a formidable opponent, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, they're rested. They, haven't, they didn't play a midweek game. They played last Saturday. Where um, where they beat uh, Montreal at Montreal two to nothing. Uh, their last loss has hasn't been since March 29th. 
March 29th, where they lost at Toronto 4 to nothing. They have a very good goalkeeper, don't they? Sean Johnson, five shutouts, 18 saves that he's made, 30 shots. He's, he's only faced 30 shots. David Bingham, 32 saves, 46 shots. Um, about 40 of those in the last two matches. It, yeah, it feels, it feels, <laughs> it that, feels way. that way. Um, if you look at this, the last time these two teams played in Los Angeles in 2017, New York City beat them 2 to nothing. Uh, the last time LA won against New York City in 2015. Was that the first year for New York City? 2015? Sounds like it. It feels like it. Uh, August 23rd, 2015, LA 5, NYC 1. Uh, was the last time they played in L.A. and L.A. won. Uh, but if you look at this, the last three games that they've played, New York City has won all of them, including the ones at L.A. Uh, so two at New York City in the last three and one at L.A., and New York City has won all of them. Uh, a good goal scorer in, in Tajuri Shradi, um, He's he's got I three hope we goals. I that name right. It sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Tajuri Shradi, uh, Shradi or, or, or however you pronounce the last one. Uh, Maxi Morales is also a dangerous player. I mean, they have a bunch of guys, and this is a team that scores from multiple areas, so it's not just like, hey, who's their best player? I don't know. It's There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Maxi Morales takes a bunch of shots, but also has four assists, so, I mean, he's a really good player as well. So uh, this New York City team is not one, and uh, if you throw in any amount of fatigue for the LA Galaxy after knowing that New York City, even though they traveled all the way across, I mean, this is the most even a game can get whenever you travel across three time zones in order to play. It's whenever the team that also had just traveled three time zones and had just got back on Thursday, you know, Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, um, early Thursday morning probably, as the Galaxy chartered back from Columbus on Wednesday night. It certainly doesn't look good for the Galaxy, but you never know how these guys might respond. Yeah, it's just... It would certainly appear that things were stacked against them, but again, who knows? Who knows what changes Guillermo will make, and who who knows how this team will look? I, I we'll, do, we'll, we'll see. I don't have a lot of faith in 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 Guillermo right now. It just it, it it shook me a little bit how there was zero rotation in that lineup, and understanding that they were tired. I mean, if I can see your tired, I'm an idiot whenever it comes to soccer, and listeners know this because they constantly tell me I'm an idiot. But I'm an idiot when it comes to soccer, and I could tell when the t- Galaxy are tired and when you should be probably rotating players. Um, so you look at all this and you say, okay, so where are the Galaxy going to come from? What is the lineup? You're not moving Zlatan, so Zlatan's playing. There's no reason that he's not going to play, so that's a lock-in. Uh, let's go to the other side. David Bingham is a lock. You know he's going to play. The question marks are on the back line. Shelvick shouldn't get another sh- run out there. It should be Triori. Uh, Felcher shouldn't get a run out. It should be uh, Araujo. As long as he's, again, as long as those guys are healthy, that's what should happen. Um, I would run Gonzalez out for either Steras or Polenta, and you pick. I don't care. Some people are saying put Romney in and give the whole back line. Okay, sure. Why not? I don't care. Uh, Gonzalez and Romney back there and do it. But rotate people. You need to do something. In the midfield, you have to rotate at least one if Alvarez is available then it, it puts a different lineup. If not, Carrasco... Yeah, I was going to say, if he isn't available, who do you put out there? I'd throw Juninho out there. I, I don't... I, I want to see. Why not? I want to see what it is. I mean... Play him out there for 60 minutes. And then and switch him for Carrasco. Yeah. I mean, and, and put him at the that six spot that Jonathan plays. They're the defensive side of things. Um, so that'll happen, if, if not. And then that means that you're basically, you know, you're still sticking with Legit and you're still sticking with Corona. You're still sticking with Pontius. If you want to switch Pontius and out Dan for Tuna. Boateng, yeah, if you want to switch Pontius for Boateng, then you could go over and do something else. Um, so, yeah, you, you can go into all these things. I'm just saying that, you know, for me, if you don't rotate now, you've shown that you understand nothing about Major League Soccer and its travel. And maybe as an international coach, he doesn't, even though he was a player here and certainly understands what that travel means. Um, whenever you're managing it, it's different. I, I get it. I just think that, you know, there's certainly been some calls that Guillermo has been outcoached and stuff uh, in games the last couple games. And I would I disagree. I think that the the tactics have been there. The, the legs haven't. Um, and quite honestly, you could also argue that the legs not being there is also a tactical issue that he needs to solve by bringing in players. I get it. It's, it's all connected. Uh, that's how soccer is. It's always all connected and everything hinges off of everything else. Um so, yeah, if you look at that that whole thing. So, for me right now, I think the Galaxy getting away with a draw in this game, knowing the limitations on the rotation that you can make, but expecting the rotations that I do, um, if the Galaxy get a 1-1 draw or a 2-2 draw... I, I think, can see a 1-1 draw. I think that would be a, a good result for them right now. And then, tell the, and then uh, Gamble can just say, I don't want to see you guys for two days. Go do something else. Go to the beach. Go to Disneyland, go to Universal Studios. I don't want to see you around here. We'll see you Tuesday. Yeah, um, and that's that's sort of what the schedule currently says is that the Galaxy are off Sunday and Monday, which they need to be. 
um, and then they'll come back for for the rest of training that week, and then it'll be back on Sunday where they play against the Colorado Rapids. And if that's not a win, again, I there's nothing you can do. Um, that team, you know, Connor Casey, of course, is coaching, is taking over the coaching. Excuse me for the LA Galaxy now. He it wasn't too long ago. He was he was one of the best players in MLS. I I, I used to watch him play. He was and, very good. And he used to just absolutely kill the Galaxy yes, whenever he, he played yes. him. So um, you know, maybe he pulls a rabbit out of his hat with that one. Um, so we'll see how that is. By the he way, puts the, the jersey back on and plays the, again. The chat room says that you, it's your turn to do the dramatic preview of the uh, of the of the game. You know, have you heard of Eric whenever he does his dramatic preview? So I just want you to come up with something off your head. To, you know, you got to do your best announcer voice. And here, I'll give you the music, and you just go ahead and we'll so, get. So, so what's this the intro for again? This is for the game against New York City. You're supposed to do like you know something dramatic. Go ahead. I put. I, by the way, I didn't tell Larry he was doing any of this stuff. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this, this goes. Saturday at Dignity Health Sports Park, watch your LA Galaxy take on New York City FC. One o'clock. Be there. Oh, see, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I don't know how the chat room would would would, would say. I don't know. It just depends. It takes it, me back to my disc jockey days in college. Stuff I'll, off the top of my head. I'll tell you this. They hate it whenever I do them now because Eric is so good at them now, right? That they're like, please, Josh, don't do anymore. But if we do it again, please have something written down for me. This is tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been on this jockey in years and years. It's hard. I know. I know. Well, I see Eric writes them down. I oh, he cheats. I don't. I don't because that's cheating in Yours my mind. Yours is extemporaneous. Yeah, but yes. he cheats. Yeah, which is why mine's are ho- mine are horrible and Eric's are really good. He did a Game of Thrones once, like I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I don't remember. It was, it was very good. Uh... They gave, let's see, Larry killed it so far. Um, you also got a four out of 10, which I can understand. <laughs> four out of 10. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Um, yeah, awesome. You know, not bad on the spot, Larry. So see, you're, you're, you're loved. You're loved. Pretty good for an improv. Um, so, you know, that's what, that's what I like to do. I, this, and by just the way, don't put, just don't put me on stage, please. Anybody who comes now, comes into this studio and sits here, I'm, they should expect that they're going to have to do this because I'm just not doing them anymore. It's not well, me. Well, if I come here again, I'm going to write something out to prepare myself. Yeah, you good. You should because I'm going to, I'll do it again. I, I will right. not, I will not sit here. I, I will, I'd like to put you on the spot and make you look bad. So I look better. That's really what this show has always been about. We really like, we really enjoy making each other look bad. That is all. You, you, I tell you. You should hear us talk in the press box sometimes. We really go back and forth. And most of the time, I'm right. Larry, Larry, be quiet. Larry, nobody wants to hear that. Be quiet, Larry. That's what, that's what mostly I'm saying in the, in, the, in the press box. And Josh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. No, Larry, that's not a contusion. That's a sprint. No, I'm telling you it's a contusion. No, it's not a contusion. It's a sprain. Look, he's holding his ankle. No, he's holding his knee. Larry and I sit right next to each other, as you can imagine. Again, how often have I been wrong as far as injuries? Not, not very, very. Not very often. Yeah. So uh, the last quote on here is from Kenny, and Kenny says, that was better than Josh. I'll tell you that much. <sighs> See? Thank you, Kenny. This is what I get. You know, over over six hundred and something shows. People love you, Josh. Six hundred something shows you. since two thousand nine. Just just in here, almost you know, once twice a week, every every time, all the time. And this is what I get: you get five Audi index points. That's what five that, Audi that's, that's index good. points. That's now, better. That's better than Shell. What can I redeem those for? That, nothing. You can. Nothing? You can. No. No. An Audi, apparently. An Audi. Ooh. You, yeah, I know, but you're never going to win it. My uh, choice of models. Ooh, an Audi. Let's see what model Audi would. Uh, they have a new. Uh, they have a new electric one that's coming like out. That Alfa, electric actually, SUV. Actually, I like an Alfa Romeo myself. Okay. Well. That's useless information we can't do anything with. True. All right, cool. All right, anything else, Larry? You good? I think we got everybody it's sort good. of just, ready to I'm go. I'm just very curious to see what the starting 11 will look like this weekend for many, many reasons, which we've gone over. Um, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. It, it really will be a tough one. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, you Again, know. as you said, if they can get a draw, I think the Galaxy will be very happy. I think optimistically, I say draw. If you're asking me for a realistic prediction, the LA Galaxy lose this game. I, I'm sorry, but what do you... Okay, so I got all caught up in the... They're going for first, and they'll be fine against Columbus, even though they're tired. I got up, caught up with the... Like like Guillermo did, and I'm an idiot. All right? And so now there's two idiots, and one is coaching the team for that game. And listen, Guillermo's not an idiot, but he was an idiot for this game. Um, that's How do you just, say idiot in Spanish? Does anybody know in uh, the chat room? Yeah, I'm sure they do. It's probably something... It's probably something like almost Spanglish sounding. Um I, it, they'll also probably tell me words that I'm not allowed to say. So yeah, that's what I really. That think. you don't know their dirty words, and then you read them off. And Josh, you shouldn't have said that. What are you doing? Yeah, I think I think we gave you uh, you know all the stuff. There's lineup predictions in there if you can sort of idioto, idioto. See, idioto. I told you it was going to be something like Spanglish so that you were like, oh, the, what was the um, 
What was the choice between Zlatan and uh, Jonathan as far as who, who would you choose? Would the, uh, the vast majority was Zlatan? 50%, I would say, went with Jonathan Dos Santos. So Ooh, I think 50, it was 50. actually, yeah, it was actually a pretty good split. Very good. So it was all good. Yeah, not too bad. I would go with Jonathan myself. Although, again, it's tough to turn down a guy who scores goals like he does. It'll, like, be, like Zlatan does. it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. All right. If you're, uh, if you're looking for Larry on Twitter, don't because he's not there. But it may be there eventually. Stop looking for Larry on Twitter. I'm never going to let him come on. Twitter. It's never going to happen. In fact, he asked me to help him, and I'm like, no! That would ruin your whole Larry Morgan not on Twitter persona, and we can't have that. But if you're looking for Larry, of course, you can send us an email here at Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, let's see, Corner of the Galaxy at gmail.com, and of course, we can forward that over to Larry. Uh, and he does stock Twitter, so if you talk about him, he's usually searching his own name A without, Twitter stalker. without an account. So we'll see about that. Uh, so it was, uh, it was great having Larry in here. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Uh, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, which may be going through a couple more upgrades, but it's at least working for right now. We have one more thing to fix. We'll get it fixed, and then we'll rock and roll. But cornerofthegalaxy.com, all of our shows, podcasts, all that fun stuff, merchandise, you can be found right there on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Galaxy playing New York City FC 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Should be an interesting game, that game on ESPN. So we'll see you out at the stadium. Uh, and remember, a Sunday game following that, so we'll see you out at the stadium twice in two weeks. All right, for Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.